0: hello my friends and welcome to another episode of the informed catholic my name is Ned jabbar this is going to be episode 96 and today i'm going to do the readings this is the first sunday after the most holy trinity it is now the most holy body and blood of christ corpus christi let's begin with uh the entrance antiphon in the name of the father son and holy spirit The Santiphon is from Psalm 81. He fed them with the finest wheat and satisfied them with honey from the rock. Amen. So let's begin. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my word and what I have done and what I have failed to do And then now we go to the Gloria glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to people of goodwill. We praise you. We bless you. We adore you. We glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God. Heavenly King, O God, almighty father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten son lord god lamb of god son of the father you take away the sins of the world have mercy on us you take away the sins of the world receive our prayer you are seated at the right hand of the father have mercy on us for you alone are the holy one you alone are the lord you alone are the most high jesus christ with the holy spirit in the glory of god the father amen in the name of the father son and holy spirit Prayer. O God, who in this wonderful sacrament have left us a memorial of your passion, grant us, we pray, so to revere the sacred mystery of your body and blood, that we may also experience in ourselves the fruits of, of your redemption, who live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. So the first reading is from the book of Deuteronomy, which means second law chapter eight. He gave you food unknown to you and your fathers, a reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, remember how for 40 years now, the Lord, your God has directed all your journeying in the desert. So as to test you by affliction. And find out whether or not it was your intention to keep his commandments. He therefore let you be afflicted with hunger, and then fed you with manna, a food unknown to you and your fathers, in order to show you that not by bread alone does one live, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of the Lord. Do not forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery who guided you through the vast and terrible desert with its seraph serpents and scorpions, its parched and waterless ground, who brought forth water for you from the flinty rock and fed you in the desert with manna, a food unknown to your fathers. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Next is the Responsorial Psalm. 147, Psalm 147, verse 12, 13, 14, 15, 19, and 20. And the response is going to be Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Glorify the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. He has granted peace in your borders. With the best of wheat, he fills you. He sends forth his command to the earth. Swiftly runs his word. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. He has proclaimed his word to Jacob, his statutes and his ordinances to Israel. He has not done thus for any other nation. His ordinances he has not made known to them. Praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second reading from... um, From reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, uh, chapter 10, verse 16 to 17. The bread is one and we, though are many, are one body. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brethren, the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because the loaf of bread is one. We, though many, are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Next is a um, an old hymn that I think it's done during obviously uh for the um the most holy body and blood of Christ. So uh it's called Loud O Zion or Loud O Zion your salvation or praise. I'm gonna take a guess it might mean praise O Zion. So let's begin. Loud O Zion your salvation, loud with hymns of exaltation. Christ your king and shepherd true. Bring him all the praise you know. He is more than you bestow. Never can you reach his due. Special theme for glad thanksgiving is the quickening and the living. Bread today before you set. From his hands of old partaken, as we know by faith unshaken. WHERE THE TWELVE AT SUPPER MET, FULL AND CLEAR RING OUT YOUR CHANTING, JOIN NOR SWEETEST GRACE OF WANTING, FROM YOUR HEART LET PRAISE BURST. FOR TODAY THE FEAST IS HOLDEN, WHEN THE INSTITUTION OLDEN, OF THAT SUPPER WAS REHEARSED, HERE'S THE NEW LAW, NEW abolition, BY THE NEW KING'S REVELATION. Ends the form of ancient rite. Now the new, the old effaces. Truth away the shadow chases. Light dispels the gloom of night. What he did at supper seated, Christ ordained to be repeated. His memorial never to cease. And his rule for guidance taking. Bread and wine we hallow making thus our sacrifice of peace. This is the truth each Christian learns. Bread into his flesh he turns. To his precious blood the wine. Sight has failed, nor thought conceives, but a doubtless faith believers, resting on a power divine. Here beneath these signs are hidden Priceless things to sense forbidden. Sign not things are all we see, blood is poured and flesh is broken, yet in either wondrous token Christ we Christ enter we know to be. Whoso of this food partakes, does not rend the Lord nor breaks, Christ is whole to all that taste. Thousands are as one receivers, one as thousands of believers, each of him who cannot waste. Bad and good the feast are sharing, of what diverse doom preparing, endless death or endless life. Life to those, to those damnation. See how like participation "'is with unlike issue rife. "'When the sacrament is broken, "'doubt not but believe, "'tis spoken, "'that each severed outward token "'does the very whole contain. "'Not the precious gifts divide, "'breaking but the sign uh, betides, "'Jesus still the same abides.' still unbroken, does remain. Lo, the angel's food is given to the pilgrim who has striven. See the children's bread from heaven, which on dogs may not be spent. Truth the ancient tithes fulfilling, Isaac bound, a victim willing, Paschal lamb is lifeblood spilling. Manna too, the Father sent very bread, good shepherd, tends us, Jesus, Jesu, of your love, befriend us, you refresh us, you defend us, your eternal goodness sends us, is the land of life to see, yet who all things can can and know, who on earth such food bestow. Grant us with your saints, though lowest where the heavenly feast you show, follow it, fellow heirs and guests to be. Amen. Alleluia. Now the gospel reading. Alleluia. Antiphon from John chapter six, 50, verse fifty-one. Alleluia. Alleluia. I am the living bread that came down from heaven, says the Lord. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Alleluia. My flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. The Gospel of John, um, chapter 6, verse 51 to 58. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So... um. Sorry if I messed up on the poem the uh loud, is, loud Zion uh it's an ancient poem, but I think uh it was necessary to read I'm sure it we can all say it. it sounds a lot better when it's chanted um but it's a beautiful poem, and I think there's a lot of biblical um uh references in there it mentions Abraham and mentions the mystery now um Let's uh, focus on what the gospel, what's going on here with the gospel. Notice that Jesus uses the words, or Jesus used the word, well, not Jesus, but John, the apostle who writes this, uh, refers to the Jews quarreled, or Jesus said to the Jews. Some scholars have tried to sort of like pin anti Semitism on this gospel. Uh, Because it makes references to those who who uses the word Jews. Now, why is he using that? Well, before people, I mean, get, you know, because I know some people cringe when they kind of hear that, when they hear the gospel talking this way. And before we get there, remember there's a passage in um, John chapter four, the incident, the scene with the, uh, the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. Where, if you remember how, notice how she said, you, a Jew, is asking a Samaritan like me, a Samaritan for water. Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans. In other words, because the Samaritans are, um, they're a mix. When they were taken away to Babylon, certain Jews were remained behind by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar to till the ground the, the land to take care of the ground to do the farming they had to produce uh wine and uh olive, olives olive oil was a big important uh economic uh trade thing for the uh, for everybody including the babylonians and wine and other crops were also important for trade now there weren't enough people W- uh, women left behind. So the Samaritans sort of, uh, I'm sorry, the Ju- the Jews, the Jewish people left behind who were there in the land, intermarried with another group of people. And throughout those centuries, an offshoot, um, I don't like to use the word, but a hybrid, a mixture, an intermarriage group of people emerged. And they were known as Samaritans, and they developed sort of like a corrupt form of Judaism. You know, those long years uh, had a big effect on everybody. It had a, 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 a it developed a whole new ethnic identity, so to speak. You know, intermarrying, you know, and mixing, and religion, sort of got corrupted a little bit so when they got back this whole new um eth- ethnic minority rose up and they were they were treated very badly they were you know instead of like i guess you could say opening up to them with you know, you know opening up with open arms and welcoming in them and helping them to understand the true faith they um i guess you can say Finding somebody, you know, they always say, you know, when you've been kicked around so much, and then you find someone else beneath you who you can think beneath you to be to kick around. Well, that that's the human nature. Uh, because if you notice, when Jesus says to her, "We worship what we do know. For salvation is of the Jews. You worship what you do not know." Uh he was just simply saying to them, "Your religion is corrupt. You don't have the true the true faith of Israel." And, but he was, yeah, there was, you could say a way, you know, he was, it was a little harsh, but he was, you know, he was, he was there to help, you know, because what happened was Jesus was saying to his apostles, the reason why he waited at that well was because he wanted to say to them, they're still of our own blood. They're still part of our family. That's why he waited there for her because he wanted to, his job is to reveal himself. Remember, he gave the little parable of the Samaritan, the good Samaritan, because Jews, nor respectable Jews, as they thought themselves, would never walk through that country. Samaritan country to them would make them ceremonially unclean. They would have to go home, go through a ritual bath, uh, bath wash, so to speak. That's how you know that's how much bigotry they had for this for those people, so going into the the Eucharist, why would Jesus use the word- why would John actually use the word the Jews? Well, there's another thing that happened, obviously for those who live in in Jerusalem, the center of worship for them was the temple, but probably there were local synagogues. Most likely, within a few miles radius, but for for the, for the people who ran the temple, they were the the high priests. They were known um as the Sadducees. They ran the temple, and you also had the group called Pharisees. They were the ones they they were the ones who were in charge of the synagogues. And there was constant, constant sort of battle between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You know, the, the, the Sadducees had all the power in the temple. The Sadducees. Now, the Pharisees had the power in the synagogue. And they were the ones to go, to go. You, you couldn't read, you couldn't interpret everything, but through them the rituals the 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 ceremonies were all that's that that was their baby so anything outside like say for someone like Jesus and the apostles the local life for them was the synagogue their local you know like like for us our local life would be the parish you know we go you know people in the past like in the village your whole daily life was the parish going, going to mass every day. But the Pharisees were very, were very fierce on controlling that life. And that's, you know, and that's how, that's how the term sort of like the Jews, the Jews that is who are in charge of the temple in Judea sort of started. That was from their time, but Imagine what happens later on. The Romans come along, and they get a little bit of the words here and there, and they may, and they start applying the word Jew to everybody. To them, it didn't matter whether if you're from Galilee, or from Jerusalem, or Jews who live in in Egypt or Greece. They're all one and the same. That's how the that, that's how the modern word began, because they only caught on half of the argument, you know, like people would use the word Latino for everybody. For some people who are not familiar with the culture, they're going to apply it to everybody and they're going to use derogatory words that are insulting. Like for someone like myself who comes from a Middle Eastern background, some people might use the word Arab for everybody, but they don't know again just like you have different pe- people from different nations in south america you have different people from different parts of the middle east and then not everybody sees each other the same it, you know it's one of those it's one of those little confusing terms but for the gospel why does john use it well again he's referring to those who are in charge of the temple and he's also also he's making a division between Jewish Christians, Christians who believe in Jesus. When John wrote this, this is the new, the new division, Jewish Christians, Messianic Jews, sacramental Jews, Jews who believe in the gospel, Jews who believe in Jesus is the fulfillment. Then you have the Jews who don't believe in Jesus and that became that that became the new jew the, the the new term of of dividing each other the church was one generation old john was a, was the last apostle that was alive the last of them and for them jesus was the fulfillment of abraham he was the jesus was the was the real isaac the one who would be sacrificed by the Father. Abraham and Isaac went up the mountain. Abraham represented God the Father. Isaac represented the foreshadowing of Jesus. Now, Abraham, when he came to Jerusalem, he met uh, the city of Salem, he met a mysterious figure that came out with bread and wine. His name was Melchizedek, high priest of God. He came out. And he blessed Abraham. He passed the Eucharistic blessing that would one day be passed to Jesus through Abraham. Jesus is the real Melchizedek, the Psalm. You are a a priest after the order of Melchizedek forever. Jesus is the true Melchizedek who gave us the true sacrifice that was lost to Adam and Eve, bread and wine. You know, that was the whole point. And then because they lost the sacrifice of bread and wine, the sacrifice of blood was replaced, you know, re- replaced it. The sacrifice of bulls, of lambs, which the book of Hebrews makes makes references. It was only temporary. The sacrifice of blood is only temporary for the because it was inferior. You know, no no you know the lamb, the bull and lamb sacrifice was to continue until the Christ comes and fulfills that sacrifice and re, and put and puts back the rightful sacrifice of, of bread and wine. That was the whole point of the thing. That was the whole point of the sacrifice. It's only temporary. That's why when you hear about Protestants talking about they want to help the Jewish people to rebuild the temple, why would you want to re- bring back the blood of lambs and bulls? It's like saying the the sacrifice of Jesus was not enough for you. You know, there's some you heard about there's some Christians that are obsessed, that are I think more obsessed with the prophecy and they are really obsessed of the fulfillment of the prophecy, which is Christ. Christ is the true sacrifice. He is our redemption. And the bread and wine that he gives us, his body and blood, fulfills what the Father wants. So I'm going to end it here. Um, There's a lot we can go on. I can go on forever, and that would be unfair uh, for both of us. But that's why you have to read the gospels you have to read the scriptures you know if you need more than one translation to help you understand it that's fine but you get better when you read the scriptures you do get better and you you are you're you know you're understanding your vocabulary your um spiritual vocabulary let's say uh you get better understanding you're you know the more you become more engrossed in your faith the more you become more deeply seated in your faith more deeply uh grounded in it you your vocabulary improves your understanding of scripture your understanding of of theology improves you know your understanding your your love your love for christ keeps improving more and more because you begin to understand okay i know this term I understand it now becomes part of me now. So, uh, let's go to the Nessian Creed. The profession of faith. I believe in one God, the father almighty maker of heaven and earth of all things, visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten son of God, born of the father before all ages. In accordance with the scriptures he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end i believe in the holy spirit the lord the giver of life who proceeds from the father and the son who with the father and the son is adored and glorified he has spoken through the prophets I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So, uh, let's say, um, a hail Mary for, um, for the church, one hail Mary for the church. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Uh, Hail Mary for our priests, for the Pope, and uh, for the bishops. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Say a Hail Mary for all those Catholics who who are struggling with their faith, who may have had their faith shaken. Um, I mentioned um, there was a man, a priest, um, a father and son in Ohio, we went to Mass, and this priest called uh, the police on him because the father refused to wear a mask in the church. And uh, it broke my heart, the fact that a pastor, a priest, called uh, the police on one of his parishioners. So let's say a Hail Mary for people who may have had their faith shaken and uh, by this sort of scandal. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Say a Hail Mary for those uh, who are alone, uh, the elderly. Um, you know, I know there are um, people who don't have uh, anyone in their lives, so we'll say Hail Mary for those. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. And we'll say Hail Mary for those who are maybe going through health problems as well. Uh, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. And we'll say uh, Hail Mary for those with, uh, who are suffering uh, from family problems, uh, domestic abuse, a problem with their kids, relationship issues. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. And let's say a Hail Mary for our country, uh, that uh, all this ridiculous uh, anarchy will stop. Um, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. And let's... uh, uh saint michael uh prayer saint michael archangel of god defend us in battle be our protection against the wild wicked attack of the devil may god rebuke him we humbly pray and now o prince of the heavenly host by the divine power of god cast into hell satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world seeking the ruin of souls amen in the name of the father son and holy spirit all right thank you and i hope um I hope this comes out. All right. I'm going to try to make sure I'll to keep the volume, uh, correctly. Um, really for this, I have to hold the phone basically. That's all I do. The, my, I know a lot of people find it hard to believe, but I'm actually doing my podcast through my phone. I can do it through my computer. Uh, and I have two different mics. One is a headset, which I think does not work well, obviously for the, uh, For the podcast. I'm also doing a YouTube channel with the same name. So I'm still working out all the quirks and all the problems with it. You know, with uh, something like this, you need a room where it's quiet, um, without a lot of noise. But unfortunately you're going to hear background noise like my neighborhood. (laughs) And, uh, trust me, it does not work well when I have the air conditioner on or a fan, You're going to hear popping sounds in the background and uh, that doesn't work either. So hopefully I'll uh, work out all the uh, technical stuff, but for the YouTube channel, you're not going to see me, you're going to only be seeing slides. So I'm going to try to download as much artwork or Catholic images like liturgy, mass, priest. So you'll see, obviously. Similar images over and over again on the YouTube channel, but the YouTube channel, um, it's a little different because you got to really work out the time, how much, how much time I'm, uh, I can spend, uh, reflecting or talking about a subject matter with, you know, with the uh, podcast, it's all audio. So, um, I'll try to come up with subject matters that are relevant, I'll do news reports like from Life Site News, Church Militant, but the thing is, is that so many things happen so fast; it's hard to keep up with what subject matter to do. It's not like I could do this at every minute, you know. Like some people, they actually it becomes their business, and for me, that's not what it is. It's about it's about just sharing the faith and encouraging people. Um, You know, some people a podcast and a YouTube becomes a full-time thing. Not with me. I can't do that. It's, uh, I don't even know if I can keep up with something like that. But for me, it's mainly the joy of sharing the faith with people. And that's all that's really matters because, you know, it's not a business for me. It's because I'm a convert and I'm very passionate about the faith. And I want to share that faith and I want to encourage people because I feel very troubled when I see people who either abandon the Catholic faith because they're angry with the bishops, rightfully so when it comes to abuse, like, especially like the scandals, and a lot of other people because they feel the faith isn't true because the bishops and the priests don't don't preach the faith. So uh, anyway. So hopefully tell other people about it. And if you like the YouTube channel, I'll work on the audio. I promise someone I'll work on the audio. So God bless and we'll be together soon. Amen.